The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The leaders scoffed at Jesus, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. He is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked Jesus, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replied, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, today we take great joy in calling Christ our King. However, the gospel for today doesn't portray Jesus sitting on a throne like a royal, but that of a man hanging on a cross between two convicted criminals. Christ our King was very human. One anonymous writer describes him this way. He was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He grew up in an obscure village. He worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. And then he was an itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never owned a home. He never had a family. He never went to college. He never traveled 200 miles from the place where he was born. He never did one of the things that accompany greatness. While he was a young man, the tide of popular opinion turned against him. His friends ran away. One of them denied him. He was turned over to his enemies. He went through the mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves. His executioners gambled for the only piece of property he had on earth while he was dying and that was his coat. When he was dead, he was taken down and laid in a borrowed grave. This commentary doesn't sound very regal, does it? It doesn't sound like the way that we imagine or equate the idea of kingship. Jesus' followers, the people looking on, clearly understood the ridicule that the Roman soldiers had intended with the inscription that they had nailed on the cross, the King of the Jews. Few people reading the sign that bleak afternoon understood its real meaning. But the sign was absolutely true. All was not lost. Jesus is the King of the Jews and the Gentiles and the whole universe. The words of the repentant thief, 
Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. These words say it all. These words are as current today as they were 2,000 years ago. Put yourself in that situation. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And what does Jesus say to that? This day you will be with me in paradise. Who says that? Who says that? No one. No one has ever said that but Jesus. Jesus has claimed his authority. Jesus claims the salvation from the Father and grants salvation to the repentant thief in the 11th hour, the last minute. We all have that hope, that's what we cling to, that salvation can be granted to us. To have that gift to live in eternity with God. A gift that is beyond all understanding has been made possible because Jesus paid the price. I just had a little bit of an aside pop into my head here. usually don't do that. But you know the big deal that they're making about that new web telescope that's there that can see as far as Star Trek can see? And they, they're all excited because they found this other little spot with a hole in it or whatever. And the good news is it's only 300 million light years away. Well, let's get on the bus to that. I'm like, we can't comprehend that. And when I sit there and I think about God, we haven't seen God. We can't describe God. We don't have the words for, for God. We only have the words of what Jesus himself gave us. We trust in that. Now we hear it. We see it, it's on placards, it's on big signs, especially down in the southern states. John 3.16. And what does John 3.16 tell us? For God loved the world so much that he gave us his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus was tortured, crucified, and yes, he died on the cross. To some, he had lost the battle. But Christians, true believers, see the victory of the cross and the hope in the resurrection of Christ. Jesus is known to us as the Savior of the world. Hmm. Yes, Jesus can be thought of and mentioned as this anonymous writer, his summation in the beginning, but it sure falls short, doesn't it? Jesus was a consummate servant through his teaching, taking time to anyone who asked for it. He never saw it as an interruption. We can think of times in the, in the Gospels where he's, he's preaching, then the little kids come up, and remember how the apostles wanted to get a hold of him, oh, get those kids out of there. Don't be bothering Jesus. And he goes, no, no, wait a minute. Bring the kids to me. He never took it as an interruption. He's preaching. He's got people around him. They're like this all around him. And some guys are cutting a hole in the roof to lower down a guy on a 
on a hammock. He stopped what he's doing and attended to that. Never took it as an interruption. He served and served to the point of weariness. He gave us his all. He was passionate and he had a mission. Imagine serving. We think we do a good job sometimes. Serving right up until your last breath when he takes the repentant thief home with him. And lastly, he says to the Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. His ex executioners, these Romans, forgive them. Jesus lived and died as servant. So there should be no doubt in our minds whatsoever as to why we refer to him as the King of Kings.